This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Nineteen fifty-seven on Sunday evening. Could be putting our feet up, sticking the telly on, but no, we're jumping on Zoom. I thought you were going to start that episode with with um, a Big Brother thing, then. You know, like seven fifty-seven in the Big Brother house. George and Adam are doing a podcast. <laughs> Absolute pleasure to be here once more. Yeah, indeed, I do about tomorrow. But first of all, we have to go through the nuts and crannies of. Leads away, dissect every yeah. single detail as always. Every single blade of grass. This is what the people come here for. We like to delve deeply into these contests, and yeah, incredibly deflated walking off today. Really deflated, and I'm still not quite recovered, really, even now. But I've no doubt, come the end of this podcast, I'll be feeling much better. Yes, and that is probably the motivation for us being here, because it was a horrible one. Really horrible. Just thought, we usually don't go into the football this soon, do we? So I'm feeling a little bit off course, but... (laughs) You've been out for tea tonight. Are you feeling full? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jam-packed. Went to the Nelly the Elephant, adjacent (laughs) to San Marco on the way to Southport. Very good, to be fair. I hadn't been before, but it came with rave reviews. So I was intrigued to see what it was like. And it didn't disappoint, to be fair. I started off, obviously, with two poppers each and a chutney tray. Having a curry and, before you go to India. Wow. Yeah, I thought I'd really set my stall out. You know, from ball one. Could be quite an interesting flight tomorrow. Let's hope it doesn't <laughs> go right through me like a Porsche. But yeah, enjoyed it. Got the prawn puree to start with. And then Epic. got the lamb shank. So it's a new India. Call it now. Well, it no, it's not a new idea. No, it was once known as Bangla Fusion. Oh, of course. Uh, yes. Uh, but it's changed name. Now, I don't know whether it's changed ownership. You never quite know with these sorts of establishments. But yeah, pretty good. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I went with my mother and she enjoyed it too. Adorable. 
you spent a little bit of time just admiring Ellen Road, didn't you, before kickoff today? You were in awe of the place. I'm a massive fan of Ellen Road. I think it's a brilliant sporting stadium. Possibly the best sports stadium in the country, as I text you and, and said. So I know you're a massive Villa Park fan, and I like it as well. Mm. But I think for atmosphere as well, Ellen Road is up there. And it wasn't necessarily broadcasted like that today. No. Like Leeds supporters were were flat. I've been there and it's been a real like lion's den, a real raucous atmosphere. Yeah. And it wasn't that remotely today. There were lulls, weren't there today? Yeah. It had all the hallmarks of a Sunday at twelve PM kickoff, and that's exactly what it was. Yes. Um, it was it was relatively flat and of course uh, when North End took the lead as early as they did, like, the whole place was like utterly shell shocked, I think. And because what were they with the the bookmakers? I think they were something like 130 on to beat North End. And, it was a and, it's a weird time to score that early, isn't it? You don't know whether to celebrate yeah. too much because in the back of your mind, well, there's 90 minutes left to play. Yeah? yeah, I don't subscribe to the view that it's too early that you can score a goal too early because it implies that it's a bad thing, like a bad thing scoring a goal. Yes, I see what uh, you I mean. Don't to that view. But I know the point you're trying to make, and. Yeah, I think the whole ground was just utterly stunned. Even the North End supporters, who realistically nobody expected us to get a result today. But, you know, when you take the lead after two minutes, you, you, you can dare to dream. But, yeah, it didn't quite work out like that. You know, it's it's a little bit criminal to concede just after scoring. You know, you've got to weather that early storm. And North End scored, and you're thinking, sheesh! But then they get an early leveller and and you're back to square one a little bit, but yeah, North End were great in that first half, I thought. Like, they went toe-to-toe with them. Proper battle, like, championship battle, especially in the middle of the, of the park. I thought Wyman and McCann were, were really good. And There was a period yeah. where McCann won, like, four tackles in about five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> they were brilliant slide tackles. He was yeah. just like a, yeah, like a wolf. It was one of them, really, where... There were quite a few tackles going in today. Like the, there was hordes and hordes of yellow cards. Like the referee was brandishing yellow cards like they were going out of fashion. It was just a proper battle, I thought. Especially in the first half. North End competed really well. Went into the break more than worthy of, of going in level. And then obviously it gets slightly different in the second period where the cream rises and you start to get a little bit more tired. But yeah, especially in the first half. like They got a warm reception walking off and, and you can understand why because great effort, I thought, in the, especially in that opening period. It was a positive team, wasn't it? We spoke about Reese and Frockyar impacting the Bristol City game, but don't expect them to start Ellen Road. But illness yeah. had infiltrated the Preston camp and Ryan Law went with all three of them. And I thought yeah. I thought it looked good. I've just had a tweet from a renowned Preston fan saying, are you for real? When at my tweet saying Reese Keane and Frockyar were looking good, but that was tweeted at half time, and I thought in the first half they looked a genuinely quality trio. Yeah, I totally agree. I, th- I thought Mads was the highlight today. Like he just looked every inch a championship playmate. Yes, today. very very good team. He looked at home. He doesn't run. He glides. He's got a lovely Francis. To his form. Yeah, like a reindeer. A lovely- yeah, a lovely stride. Sports writers love these strides, don't they? And he had a wonderful yeah. haircut as well. Yeah, he just looked. He just looks a genuinely like attractive man, and he's a genuinely very, very good footballer. Who I spoke to Wheelow during the game because Wheelow was next to me, Paul Whelan, 
at Minty Peony on Twitter. And we said that this guy, like the more he plays in the championship, he's just going to get better and better. Like if he was playing, I reckon if he was playing for Leeds and, and this guy, a punditry team, like your David Prutons of the world would, would be falling over themselves at how good this guy is. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and then of course, Will Keane has scored again. We've spoken about, we spoke previously about how, how his goal contributions we weren't expecting. But it's been like a real happy surprise, and he's done it again. He's got him popped up again, again. An ultimate striker's goal, about yes. a yard out from goal, and he's in the right place at the right time, and he's there to put it away, which is great to see. He's been a top, real top addition, Will King, to be fair. So kudos to him. But yeah, Mads or Mass, as you really ought to pronounce it, it was, it's remiss of me not to. It was an absolute joy to behold. Yes, he was. And you can picture Reese and Keane blossoming into something, which might be good news for us, mate. It might just take a bit of pressure off him because Reese is kind of a bit raw and erratic at times. And Keane, as we spoke about before, is this real, like, polished thing. So that could be wonderful. And then Frockyard, like, there was a couple of times where the ball was kind of ricocheting at him like a bomb and he'd just kind of pluck it out of the sky and then knock it over someone's head. And you're like, wow, where's this guy being? He's got this ability where he looks like he's about to lose the ball, all that human like debris and carnage around him. And he just he ends up coming out of the situation as if there was nothing to worry about whatsoever yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's like he's almost taking the piss out of the Yes, time. it is. Like he's winding you up by like initiating like like contact with with the defender. And then he just literally saunters by them with the ball at his feet locked to his foot. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's got something about him, something. Mm-hmm. Uh, X Factor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yet, potentially... Nice. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say that he smells nice and he's a good-looking fellow. And all that sort of oh, thing. yeah. Possibly his best moment was when he tracked back and did that slide tackle. You felt like, that's a big yeah. moment. That's yeah, not that what he's meant cool. to do. He actually got in front of the attacker. He didn't necessarily need to make the slide tackle because I reckon he'd have got to the ball before... Who was it uh, chasing that ball on that, on that far side? can't remember who it were. Wasn't that yeah, James not sure. Him. Somebody but, quick. Yeah, but Mads managed to get in front, and he almost did that for for show the slide tackle. Yes, look at me Obviously. tracking back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. a a real collector's item for those who collect Mads Frocky Oyens and tracking back. Yeah, and that ignited something in the away end. You know, and people delighted with that, and and I was yeah. one of them. Yes, really cheering hard at that. Enjoyed it. The goal was frustrating because Dan James doesn't really if you wouldn't associate him with scoring diving headers at the back stick, no. would you? That was a real frustrating one. But it sort of started on halfway and then Leeds yeah. poured forward as you kind of expected him to do, which he never really did at Deepdale, but it's like a machine and it coming at you and then Yeah, it just felt very avoidable really. Because after that, didn't really give him much, did we, in terms of chances? No. And yeah, like you said, it, it just came all at once. Like they got the ball, and all of a sudden they were swarming into all the right areas. Uh, and the most annoying part about it, like I spoke about earlier, is that like you take the lead early doors, you'd you'd love a half an hour where nothing happens. We spoke about how the crowd wasn't necessarily loud, but you know if you give them a way back in directly after scoring, it's it's annoying. It's like in darts when you break throw but don't hold your throw the next next leg. It's a completely wasted exercise. Essentially, you've, you've brought that in again. Yeah, again, yeah. get in. Darts related. And obviously, world Tom champion Paris. Luke Humphreys was in attendance. Yeah, yes. 
I was applauding the World Darts Champion, Luke Humphreys, as he paraded the Citadel Trophy around Ellen Road. He's looking well, isn't he? And Luke Humphreys, he lost a lot of weight. He looks terrific. He looks great. He just looks well within himself. Yes, in his own skin. Would, yeah, after trousering half a million pounds playing darts and then spending the weekend in Bahrain competing in the Bahrain Darts Masters and then get to Ellen Road to watch Preston North End against Legion Heights. I mean, this guy really is living the dream. Yes. Incredible. But yeah, that's what that's what's annoying when you score and you concede. You just think, for heaven's sake. But what a lovely cross it was, by the way. He sort of mm. knew that it was always going over the top of the defender and there was James on rushing and he couldn't really miss. Let's have it right. It was a lovely, delicious ball where you knew it was going in. And then you could just allow yourself to watch the melee because Ellen Road is a very good ground for a melee, especially a home melee. I always think their fans go wild. I quite enjoyed their repost of football in a library off the North Fence supporters of Chantilly. We lost it earlier on, didn't we? It's, it's an utterly violent show, that thing. Football in a library, like, yeah. Please, can we all just to put that in the bin? It's, it's horrid. And is this a library as well? It, it almost kills. It almost kills atmosphere. It does, yeah. It's not as if you know you're cheering on your own team or or like you're making atmosphere. You're just making a very negative thing. Like it's it's vile. I never sing along. If I could, I'd turn my back to it. Supporters at Everton do to um, you'll never walk alone at Anfield. That's what I. That's what I'd do. <laughs> Getting level at half time. I don't think they had any real chances after that, did they? In the, I can't remember any anyway. No, they after the, they uh, after the level. Yeah, they had a couple of free kicks in areas that you might expect them to do slightly better in, but they sort of went flying over the bar. Yeah, Bamford had a half bar. one, didn't he? Where kind of yeah. got a bit messy in and around the keeper, but nothing where you thought, shit. Yeah, yeah Hughes was a dreadful. Uh, Miller had a good chance. Yeah, it's going back to that Bamford opportunity. It was a, a woeful header back from Hughes. Like that would have gone in, that would have been a dictionary definition of hoisting one's own petard. But yeah, Miller, you'd expect it to be slightly better. It's a it's a good stop, but it's at that, that really nice height for goalkeepers is the cliche. Game. Yes. You've got to be hard and low in that situation. Yeah, that is a golden opportunity at Leeds. It really is. You've got to be making making hay when the sun shines like that for Miller, who wasn't quite as effective as he was at Beatdale up against Archie Gray. Who still wasn't entirely convinced, I didn't think. No. But yeah, he sensed he'd never he was never gonna have the quite the same joy. But No. And obviously it's why they paid the big bucks managers to stop creative stars like Miller, innit? And once Daniel Fark had had his fingers burnt once, he he wasn't going to have them burnt another time in front of his own fans. No. So Miller wasn't quite as effective and so maybe him being dragged was, was a useful motif for that. But yeah, had to score that opportunity. Massive chance. Just go hard and low. Albeit good start. You mentioned the subs. I think up until then, it had been pretty even in the second half. And they started well, didn't they? A couple of chances. Yeah. Ruta and hard. James, I think. They hit the bar. The bar or post, weren't it? Really, really early in the second half where that guy... Was it Somerville was literally sauntering on the byline? Did that hit the post? Like, I couldn't tell where from where I was. Yes. Yeah. Wow. They're just gliding past people on the byline. It's like you <laughs> put a challenge into this guy, but no, it never came. And he cut it across, and and I can't remember who had the attempt, but he really ought to have done better. Um, Ruta, thirty-five mil. Yeah. People like to mention his price tag. Indeed. Well, I tell you who would like to mention it: Peter Ridsdale. 
he would have um, he would have mentioned it if he was on this podcast discussing today's contest. But yeah, oh. even game really, especially in the second half, Leeds got better. That's for sure. We dropped. Yeah, we we we, we had a spell of steady off. possession without creating anything, and then yeah. we started to drop. Yeah, and it got harder and harder for Reese and Keane to make any ball stick. Really, it was more wave after wave of Leeds attack. We barely had the ball in their half second period. Really, and yeah, the subs look. It's one of them, and it end up losing the game. And you look at them and think maybe they weren't needed, especially the triple substitution. But I don't blame Ryan Lowe for for going for the point really towards the end of the game. Like we were fatiguing. Reese hasn't played more than an hour for yonks and yonks and yonks. And Wilkie was cramping up, weren't he? So it's yes. all well and good saying, look, later shoot, it's always going to find it incredibly tough up top alone. So I agree with that, but. You'd rather that than Keane who's cramping up there and Reese who, who might get injured because he's not, you know, he'd be going into uncharted waters. So it's a real tricky one. McCann was on a booking, albeit yeah. it was on a, a real good game, actually. And Brady, believe it or not, actually did very, very well when he came on. Mm. Um, up until, until he, he sliced the ball into the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he didn't, he didn't do himself <laughs> that is any him in a, that is him in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was outstanding when he came on. He made that last gasp challenge when... When it looked like he was just going to score the strike, and then obviously, yeah, look, he makes a meal of the of the clearance, but it isn't it isn't Robbie Brady's fault that that results in a penalty, which is a penalty contrary to Ryan Lowe's rhetoric after the game. It just looked yeah. a penalty watching it live, and it looked a penalty watching it back. Yeah. I don't think VAR would have been helping us on this occasion, contrary to what Lowe says. But I don't really blame Wenton either for that. I mean, it's one of them, it where it's a bit of a freak incident. And anybody can handball it in that situation, especially in the, with the current guidelines. So it it just took the whole life out of me, really. Like it sucks the air out of my lungs. Because but he was, was always really scoring, really he? Was never, he was never missing oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. I mean that, yeah, that was going in, especially against a particularly shaky looking Di Cornell. Yeah, it was a real horrible one because you, you knew how much went into that performance today. And it was a real, like, spirited performance. And I spoke about it last week, about how I'd love one of those backs-to-the-wall-away points. And it wasn't necessarily that, but it would have been a, an absolutely cracking point. But, yeah, walking out of Ellen Road, still plenty of pride in that performance. When Ledson came on, actually, the game was sort of drifting, weren't it? Leeds were huffing and puffing, but they weren't especially getting into areas where, where they were really going to hurt us. Yeah. And then the mood started to change a little bit when Ledson went in with that flying tackle. Spot on. It just it, awoke the ground. Yes, it did. Uh, Poked the bear. And, and I remember Alex Neal was yeah, saying it, yeah. using that phrase. Yeah. I loved it. Poked the bear. And you, and you didn't need to. No, because it was just gliding into 1 1. You um, went from now, flatness and yeah. about as much as control as you're probably going to get with 15 minutes to go at Ellen Road to complete chaos. And yeah. I think the odds are always going to be in Leeds' favour. I agree. I think, the you know, the penalty, yeah. the penalty, you, you can't go too harsh on him. But it just felt a build-up to me. Even the Brady clearance of Anik setting and, like, every foul was, you had 30,000 getting up, didn't you? Like, yeah. get him off! And then you felt something like that was going to happen with the, the way with the feel that had emerged in the ground. Yeah, and I'm not sure the atmosphere has has any tangible impact on results necessarily, but 
there was palpable flatness pre that tackle. And then after that, the whole place just erupted into this riot noise. And then after that, we were like a horse needing the line, like knacking and knacking and knacking, yeah. and just hoping the line comes in time. In this case, obviously, the final whistle. And it just never quite came, which is a massive shame. Isn't it? But yeah, it was that tackle. And then there was a kickoff not long after, weren't there? Uh, in the box in our penalty area. And you just thought after that. We'll be lucky to get out of here. Yeah, it was almost inevitable, which is mental. Yeah. But you knew. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mac Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them. Honestly, if you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It was cool. I think there have been a few fouls and then Ledson's is really, that's a really bad foul, isn't it? On another day, if that's a bit higher, you, probably, you might you might go whiz for that because he was nowhere near the ball whatsoever. Like, it was so There's late. Professional foul. Yeah, professional, professional foul. (laughs) It's a a pretty bad one. Yeah, I have no issue with the foul. It's just, yeah, like I said, it pulled the bear and and the whole ground after that. It was weird. It was like a flick switch. Like it was flat and then all of a sudden everybody's on the feet berating. (laughs) Great after that, to be fair. I didn't enjoy it, but like like you just knew you were present at a proper sporting encounter. Which yeah. I never really got that opinion for sort of eighty-five minutes, but after that, we really were in the lion's den. After that, which you know you got to relish, haven't you? You got to enjoy that. Mm. And I think obviously, like, like after the game when the players came over, they were they were clearly gutted, exhausted, and emotional. Yeah, because they put a lot into that today. You mentioned Reese; he was never finishing the game, was he? And Keane, fair enough, if he's cramping. You've got to get him off. But then I don't think Ryan will mention Miller after the game. But you just take. Or your threat off, really, don't you? I know Frakiar yeah. stayed on, but like that was such. I was thinking afterwards that's such a big shift, like completely going the other way. Maybe you yeah. could have left Miller on just just to have a little something, because what on earth is Leighton Stewart going to do up top on his own at Leeds? Nothing against the lad, but you know, so he could have well, left because right, yeah. because even, even a Miller after eighty minutes would be quicker getting back than Brady. So you could have just left him on for me, but. Yeah. One of those, it's, if you see that point home. Yeah, no. It's one of them where he ultimately, at that moment, for it's incredibly unlikely that we get a winner and a point would be a cracking point. So let's just batter down the hatches from here and, and try and lock the doors completely. So, because North End were really good defensively second half. Like, they didn't offer much going forward, but defensively they looked proper. Like, almost back to... Yeah, yeah. Story. Story was good. Yeah. And look, they weren't actually carved open, but it was a penalty that ultimately was the... What was the term I'm looking for? That French term for the... Uh, I can't remember what it is, but... <laughs> Cordy Grass? Maybe uh, Elan Meslier would know the answer to that. 
Yeah, I tell you what, he was an interesting character. Did he, he give um, it to away end after they won? He did, he did. He was waving. I saw a picture of him and I thought, that's that's in the direction yeah. of our fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not sure that really. I mean, yeah. he got plenty of waving at Deepdale, didn't he, as he was... Um, that must have, yeah, to be fair, it's not bad from him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the expulsion tool was brandished at Deepdale, and he was he was waved off. So maybe, maybe he got his <laughs> his revenge by waving North End fans off Ellen Road. Tell you what, though, if I was a footballer earning all that money, he just beat Preston North End. I don't think I'd be going over to their fans and waving. Well, that's just pathetic, isn't it? Grow up, grow up, Ilan. Yeah, if you're listening, grow just, up. Imagine he is as well. To be fair, what do you think of Brown today? Obviously, not in the side been a bit of a mention of his hip hurting and i might be overthinking this but they had one sub sub involved with the possession drill which was robbie brady over alan brown he didn't do the shooting he barely warmed up all game i just it was a weird one am i looking for a problem there or just felt a bit strange after being hooked at half time last match i totally see your point like um, why would he not come on then, for mccann yeah 100%, and then the eyebrows are raised even more by the fact that Ledson gets on ahead of him. Because you yes. think if you need energy and you need, need an engine in midfield, then it's Brown you go to over Ryan Ledson, which was the biggest sort of eyebrow raiser for me. Like not starting your club captain at Leeds, who, who has been one of your premier players all season, yeah. is like a genuinely odd thing to do. Now, yeah, he was poor last week, and you can understand why he went with the same 11 ish. You know, the same 11 that ended the game against Bristol City-ish, give or take. But, yeah, to bring Ledson on ahead of him was a bizarre one. I suppose it's obviously heightened, as it is likely to be when, when he's out of contact in the summer and yeah. hasn't signed yet, despite being offered one. Yes, bizarre. And I suppose time will only tell whether, whether there's like a genuine issue there. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're better than Brown's playing well for us because like it's been Herculean for a large part of the season when we've been rubbish. They're not ideal situation, is it? Do you think they've taken it for granted a bit, him coming out in the press and saying, I want to break the all-time appearance record and yeah, I'll sign my contract? I'm not sure when they offered it, maybe around December time. Should have been yeah. done earlier for me. Get it done. Just eradicate the boss, because if you lose him, my word. Obviously, he'll leave the club one day. He won't be here forever, but still 28. Probably been the best player this season. Yeah. Like, like hell, don't, don't, don't mess that up. Yeah, and it's not just him either, is it? You know, Whiteman as well. And then all of a sudden, the whole spine's been ripped out of your team. Uh, but Peter Isdale spoke last week, didn't he? To, uh, he did, to you mentioned him before. I forgot forgot about those interviews. Did you get a chance to speak to the Riddler or not? Or was it just the one Ooh, it was a It was an exclusive for uh, Radio Lancashire, and I enjoyed it. Kudos, kudos yeah. to Andy Bates. <laughs> Yeah, chapeau, chapeau. I enjoyed it as well, actually. But he spoke in it, didn't he, about Brown and White when he said that he wasn't concerned about either of them. Well, um, when we spoke to him in November, exclusively, joking, <laughs> <laughs> he said he, he thinks it would be done before January with Whiteman. So, obviously, time is ticking with that. I was always, in my mind, a bit more confident with Brown, but it appears maybe that's shifting. But, I mean, yeah, well, there, there remains the possibility they could both leave for nothing, which... Good he, God. Fingers what a Brown, mess. He, that, he, he dragged his feet a little bit last time, didn't he, with his contract. Like, he went on and on and on with Brown's previous contract. Yeah. So, and then he died. I'd, I'd be stunned if he leaves, to be honest. You know, he's got a young young children in the area. I just get the impression that he just loves it here. 
I'd be stunned if he leaves. There's not as much opportunity to negotiate with him either because like, he's not got his own agent. So I can't imagine him being around after training for hours and hours in the Riddler's <laughs> office and talking contracts. Yeah. So, so Brown will sign. Whiteman, I've always got got an inkling he won't. Brown will sign. There we go. Brown will sign. Take my word for it, Alan Brown will sign. And if he doesn't, you can stone me on the flag market. She, I get it. I guess he holds all the power, and there's absolutely no reason for him to rush into it. No, but that doesn't uh, that doesn't do our nerves any good, Alan, does it? Jesus, fingers crossed, yeah, you're so right. Pal, get the pen on paper, pal. We'll see. Before I get stoned. Ryan was a bit prickly post-match, wasn't he? Post, how can you be angry at Scott Reed, the most likable bloke to ever live? But he got well, a bit of uh... post-match. But if he's had a go at Scott Reed, then that. That's just disgusting. Like yeah. that, he's starting to get indefensible if he's having to go at Scott Reed. I mean, how could you do that? I just want to hold Scott Reed. What did you say at half time with Scott's question? To which Ryan low waited about five seconds and said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> Scott handled it wonderfully. The calm character he is, but it was at that point you realised, oh god. That's gaining a bit of fume. This could be interesting. But, yeah, he wasn't wasn't particularly having that one. So do you not get anything negative out of me if you if you think, if you if you want it? I don't think he was get hinting at that at all. <laughs> but yeah, I just I thought it's got the type of character, is he, to uh, no. try and catch a manager out, really? Absolutely not. He just appears a model professional in that broadcast journalism game. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, he's not under the pump, but he low. I just thought it showed that sometimes after these games, like people aren't in the right headspace. People sometimes will tweet us and say, like, make sure you ask this or ask these questions. And honestly, sometimes it doesn't matter what you ask. You could ask the best, most well-crafted question in the world. But if someone's not in the mood, then you ain't getting the answer you want. Yeah, totally Tem- agree. Tempers can flare, can't they, after a... Bad decision, but I don't. I, yeah, I, I didn't really understand the uh, penalty rhetoric. Stakes are high, aren't they? Especially when his job's on the line. Um, yeah, and he'd have been proud of his players out there today, and he'd have walked off and thought that he couldn't really have asked any more of them, and yet he's still still been beat. And that run of results that's mountain and mountain and mountain. What is it now? Five wins in twenty-two. Yeah, including. Was it 12 losses or something like that? Mm. 12 losses, 22, as well as five wins. Uh, uh, yes, that. I think so, yeah. It's 19 still points. Oh, he will. Yes. Yeah, so look, he's under pressure, but he could be proud of that performance today. It's not a sort of game that you change your manager over. No. He'll get moved. That's fine. I don't know the VAR law, but he was kind of suggesting if it hits your body, then hits your hand. Shouldn't be a pen, but I just thought, that looks a penalty to me. And it was no no surprise it was given, really, for me. But I suppose there have been some bad ones against us this season, to be fair. So yeah, maybe they're just it. catching up on him a bit. Yeah. He probably thinks the whole world's against him, including referees. Including Scott Reed. Yeah. How could you think Scott Reed's against you? That is mental. I'm going to listen to that after this podcast. When I come off this call, and I'll be fuming. Send your blood boiling. Yeah. I'll, I'll be fuming. I'll be writing a real stern worded handwritten letter into the club. That'll have to be bumped to post. I won't be in the country as of tomorrow. So you're off to India. How long is the flight? How long are you there? Any plans other than the cricket? Anything you're wary of? 
<laughs> well, yeah, where are plenty of things? She's got the impression that coming out of every orifice simultaneously. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, so fly to Dubai first and then on to Hyderabad. It's it's 12 hours 20 in total, including a, including a two-hour layoff in Dubai, which isn't too bad. Flying with nope. Emirates both ways. Got nice. a food tour booked in. Got a food tour, Ooh. which I'm looking forward to. Apparently, like they use plenty of nuts over there, and I've got a mild nut allergy. Laurie Brown, who's also coming along, has got a more severe nut allergy. So there is a, a genuine possibility that Laurie and I are struck down by Indian nuts and don't ever make it back to England. But I hope that's not the case. They're going on to Kerala sightseeing, but I'm doing the duration of the test match in Hyderabad. So on your own? I shot on my own for a few days, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. It should be great. The toughest test is saying cricket, though, away in India. India away. In cricketing terms and, what's the word? Good luck getting out of this one. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> I meant eating. I don't know. <laughs> Have a blast. Have a great time. See you when you're back. Cheers. Enjoy the den, one and all. This podcast was produced by Viva. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.